This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. Um, if you want to turn in your Bibles to John chapter 16, uh, verse 12, this is a portion of scripture where Jesus is talking, and then we're going to jump over to Acts and we're going to hang out in the book of Acts, and then uh, we'll get on out of here. And uh, if you want to uh, listen to this message, it is on our podcast. Pastor Nick preached an amazing message last Sunday on the Holy Spirit. And so we're in the middle of our series here. Holy Spirit did a great job just teaching um, and, and, and preaching about the Holy Spirit and that He is a person. Amen. It's such a good word. And so we're just going to continue on with that. Turn your Bibles once again. John chapter 16. And I'm going to open us up in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. I pray, God, that that you don't speak to us from the outer court or inner court. Lord, speak to us from the most holy place. I pray, God, that the Christ in me speaks to the Christ inside of your bride. And Lord, let us be transformed in the image of Jesus Let the engrafted word save us, God. Let it be engrafted in our soul. Change us. Make us more like you, Lord. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Amen. Awesome. You guys ready? John chapter 16, verse 12. And I'm going to jump right in and start reading here. John chapter 16, verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, somebody say however. When he, somebody say he, look at, your, look at your neighbor, say he is a person, doesn't say it, when it, it says he, he is a person, capital H, God, he, the spirit of truth, as my wife was talking about a little bit ago, about truth, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, everybody say he's my guide. Uh, For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Somebody say, he speaks. Say, he's my guide, and he talks. Say, he leads me, and he talks to me. All right. Somebody say that again. Say, he directs me, and he talks to me. All right. And so, and, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. This is Jesus talking. He will glorify me. The Holy Spirit will always glorify Jesus, always. Anything the Holy Spirit does, says, move, this or that, he will always glorify Jesus. That's my first point. The Holy Spirit will always glorify Jesus. Put Jesus um, on center stage. Make Jesus the center. It will bring the attention of humanity on Jesus. The Holy Spirit moving in a service, in a person's life, speaking to you, giving you direction for your life. It will always point and glorify our Savior. Amen? Okay? And so he will glorify me, bring value or attention to our Savior. For he will take of what is mine, this is Jesus talking, and declare it to you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Takes what's what Jesus got and gives it to us. Takes what the Father has and gives it to us. He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine, talking about the Holy Spirit, and declare it to you. 
okay? And so he is, there, these are two main things. We were praying on Facebook this morning, Facebook Live. And this is what we were praying. Lord, speak to us and Lord, guide us by your Holy Spirit. These are the two things God, God does by his Holy Spirit. These are two, uh, there's other things he does, but these are some big things he does. Jesus mentioned it a couple times. He is our guide. The Bible says in, that he's our, the one called along our side. He's our counselor. That word in the Greek means um, uh, the Greek word is paraclete or parakletos. Let's say that together. We're going we're gonna to learn some languages in here. All right. Um, so everybody say paraclete. Isn't that a weird name? Sounds like a bird. It's not a bird. He is our paraclete. He is the one called along our side to help us. That's what it means. That he guides us. He leads our life. You, you should be at a point as a believer in your life for like, you are here because of his leading. That you would say, wow, God led me. Anybody feel that the Holy Spirit led you to this church? Yes, hallelujah. Thank you for being led, people. Awesome, right? That you're like, you, you know, I really feel, I know we say that a lot in the Christian world, I really don't feel led to do that. Some people, you don't need to be feel led to do certain things. You just need to do it. Like, I don't feel led to do what's right. Well, you should do it anyway. Look at your neighbor and say, do it anyway. You don't, you don't need to be led all the time. I, I, just, I just don't really feel led to pray today. That, that, is, a, that is a demon talking. No, I'm just playing. That, 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 I don't really feel led to, um, to love my wife today. I don't feel led. There's times where we don't feel led, but the Lord is leading us to do it. Amen? You don't need to be led all the time, but that's what the Holy Spirit is there to lead us. Um, when when I, I was in Oceanside living there for like 11 years, serving in a church, um, I was working full-time in the marketplace, but I served in the church. I, you know, I just got raised up in this particular church, and there came a point where I was transitioning out of that place, moving. I, I wasn't necessarily moving up here, but I'm going to tell you something here. I felt led to connect to a friend of mine that lived up here. I felt like God was leading me to reconnect to, uh, he's a pastor at our OC campus. He's in the skateboard industry named Christian Asoy. We are, we are mutually acquainted through the skateboarding industry. And, I, and then that moment, I was like, man, I need to connect this guy again. He had gotten out of prison a, uh, a while back. And we, right when he got out of prison, we were at a wedding of a mutual friend in the skateboard industry. And I was like, hey, what's up, Christian? He's like, what's up? You know, Christian's like, what's up? You know, and that's how he talks. <laughs> he's always doing this or this or, you know, he's always like, what's up, bro? Dude. Like, that's how he talks. So hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast. He'd be like, why are you clowning me on, on the podcast? Uh, I love him dearly. I love him dearly. He's awesome. But that's, that's him. Anybody know Pastor Christian? Yeah. Like, what's up? You know, he just did that to my wife in OC. We're at the OC campus on Thursday. And he's like, what's up? Like, I'm like, are you always like this? Like, you know, do you ever have just like, hey, how's it going? Like, just the chill. Anybody appreciate chill mode from time to time, right? Anyways, I love Christian. This isn't about Christian. It's about the Holy Spirit. But there's a thing. Back then, I felt led. Like, oh, I got to connect to this brother again. I think I text him or called him. He's like, yeah, bro, come up. Woo. Right? So I came up. This is not in my notes to snap on Pastor Christian. But anyway, I love him. That's what family does. Come on. Look at your neighbor. Say, we're family. And so, no, I came up here. I came up here. I, I, I felt like there, there was some, God's changing something here. I didn't know. I didn't know all the details, but I was like, I need to get around this, brother. I need to connect him. There's something there in the spirit. 
Like, I need to connect with this guy. Let's, let's see what's happening here. I don't know. And we reconnected and went to this, um, as strange as it might sound, there was like a Christian skateboarder conference. <laughs> and I was like, man, I got to go to this. It was like in, in Arizona somewhere. And I was like, oh, I'll go. I got to go to this. I had come out of the skateboard industry, wasn't really feeling it that, this late in the game, you know, getting a little gray hair. I'm like, why am I going to this thing? Um, but I was like, man, Christian's going to be there. Hey, I'm going to go. And I just went by faith. I felt led to go. I felt led. Okay, I'm going to get my plane ticket, get my hotel. I mean, I'm not trying to be at a Christian skateboard conference. But, um, but I went, reconnected with him, and, and, we just re- and then I ended up coming up. He introduced me to Pastor Jay, who is our pastor, my pastor, my spiritual father, connected me to Pastor Jay. And, and, and little by little, you know, I end up shortly thereafter getting, uh, inter- um, proposing to my wife, connecting. I moved up here. Pastor Jay um, had me pre- within like a month or two of knowing him. I'm like, do you even know me? What if I'm crazy? What if I say, what if I preach something goofy? Or, but he just felt that he could trust me, right? And, and then I come, and then, um, and then next thing you know, he hires me to be part of the, you know, and so it all went back to a moment. I was just by myself going, you know what? Holy Spirit, you know, I felt the Holy Spirit was guiding me, leading me to connect to somebody. And I am here today pastoring this community as a result of that moment of being led by the Spirit to reconnect to somebody in the kingdom of God. Isn't that awesome? And so that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do for us. He wants to really, what did I, did somebody tell me to go? Did I get a prophetic word? Did I have a dream? And the Holy Spirit can lead us through those things? No, it was literally just, hmm, is this you, God? Hmm, is this you, God? And taking those little steps. And I believe many of us are here today right now because of the guide, the the Holy Spirit guiding you to be a part of this community. Can I get an amen? Amen. He guides. He directs. Like, you know, and we want him in the driver's seat of our life. Amen. Uh, Pastor Nick was talking about how sometimes we just, it's like in the event or the service. But no, every day, Holy Spirit uh, like Pastor Nick was saying during the offering, you decide. Holy Spirit, you decide. You know, like I, when, when we drive around and run errands and do what we're doing, I'm normally driving in the car. And my wife is sitting shotgun. But she, she likes to lead me from shotgun. Is anybody, any husbands out there? Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. And she don't want to drive. She ain't trying to sit in the driver's seat. Let me preach here for a minute. Can I get an amen? But it don't matter. It park it, you know what? There's, one, there's a closer one over there. And I'm like, you know what she says every time? Never mind. Never mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what she says? You better listen to the Holy Ghost. That's what she Yeah, I know. And I will listen to him. You are a her, okay? Doesn't matter. Lane, Lane, like, cause look, I'll be honest, I'm not a super fast driver. Had a crazy car accident one time, rolled a van, all that. So I'm, I'm cautious, right? And so I'll, but I'll be in the fast lane, cautious as ever. <laughs> For real, I already drive like an old man. And I do, you know what I'm saying? And my wife's like, uh, babe, there's cars passing you. I'm like, really? she's like just maybe not get in the fast lane 
But there she is in shotgun leading me. And sometimes I believe that the Holy Spirit is, it wants to be in the driver's seat. And we're in shotgun trying to tell him what, somebody say amen. Trying to tell the Holy Spirit what to do. Right? Amen? Um, let's not, let's not like, uh, I'm like referencing everybody else that spoke today. But uh, Pastor Nick would say, you know, there's one thing about my plans in shotgun and his purpose in the driver's seat. Right? And so we want to uh, get him over there so he can guide and direct. He is a person and he knows what he's doing. He knows the people you ought to be connected to. He even knows those things that might not necessarily be a person. It might be a business. It might be a location of your business. It might be the timing of your business to open. It might be whatever it is. It is the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, where are, you, where, where are we going? Where, what's next? What is this? Where We don't want to get ahead of the Holy Spirit, and we don't want to try to direct him from sitting shotgun. Somebody say amen. All right, look at your neighbor and say, stay in shotgun. Just stay in shotgun, okay? All right, so um, also he speaks. Um, he speaks. I'm like hanging out here a bit. We'll get to the book of Acts in a moment, but the Holy Spirit desires to speak to us. The Bible says in Timothy that he, expe- he speaks expressly. He is a person. He is expressive in the latter days, you know, that some shall depart from the faith. But the Bible says that the Holy Spirit speaks expressly, expressively. He wants to speak to us. I was recently um, reading my Bible, hopefully, because I'm a pastor, I should be reading it. But I was, oh, actually, I was listening to it on my Bible app. And it was about, I'm just going to share how the Holy Spirit spoke to me through the word, okay? I was reading about how, you know, when David was anointed to be king, and then he goes and plays his harp over Saul, because Saul had a distressing spirit, and David would play the harp, and the demon would leave him. Don't you wish you had somebody with a harp in the house every once in a while? But he would play his music, right? And, um, and the Bible says in, that he was, um, uh, I think the King James says he was cunning on the harp. And uh, the NLT says he was talented. And this is what the Holy, now the Bible didn't specifically say this, but it was the Holy Spirit speaking through that scripture to me. And he was, t- he was talking to me about, wow, about how I felt like the Lord just talking to me, speaking to me about the word that, that, Talent in the kingdom is for the purpose of taking pressure off of the leadership you're under. And yeah, like Holy Spirit spoke that to me. I was like, whoa, that's powerful. So my talent in the kingdom is here to help lift pressure off of who's carrying maybe a little bit more than me. Even in the workplace, if you go into the workplace with that mentality, that I am here to take pressure off of my boss, not put pressure on him. Come on, somebody. Could you imagine that? This world is full of people putting pressure on authority. What if you showed up and says, I'm here to do the dirty work? I'm here to take some pressure off of you, boss. I'm here to take some pressure off of you. You know? And so anyway, that was something the Holy Spirit just breathed on this word. Everybody say, he speaks to me. Okay, so he wants to speak to you through the word, give you revelation through the word. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. Let's go to the book of Acts, and we're going to hang out here uh, for a moment. Acts chapter 1. Of course, we've got to go to the book of Acts, and we got a couple more weeks, I believe, on this. So we're going to take a little bit of time here. I want to talk about, obviously, the gifts of the Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. Um, but today, I just want to talk about just the s- simple things. Number one, point one, as you're turning to Acts chapter one, we're going to read verse four. Once again, the first point, the Holy Spirit will always glorify Jesus. 
That is what he will do. He will never not do that. If you walk up into some environment, some place, and say, it's the Holy Spirit, and Jesus ain't getting glory, it's not the Holy Spirit. Some other spirit. Some other kind of spirit. Come on, somebody. That ain't, that ain't, that ain't the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Jesus, when lives are changed, that's the sign the Holy Spirit's at work. And what does that do? People are like, praise Jesus. Save me, Jesus, save me. That's a work of the Holy Spirit. Well, my lifestyle is different. It's a sign that Jesus is alive. The, whole, the work of the Holy Spirit in my soul will always point back to Jesus. And a believer that has been touched by the Holy Spirit will always magnify Jesus. Not people, not this, not that, not something weird or goofy, but it will always glorify Jesus. Acts chapter 1, verse 4, all right? And, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Somebody say, Holy Spirit. Somebody say, he was a promise. Say this with me. Say, God lived up to his promise. Does in, did anybody feel the presence of God and sense God's love or presence in this house this morning? Yes? That is a sign that God fulfilled his promise. We, let me tell you this, we didn't bring him here. Jesus sent him. But our obedience and our faith is, enables us to access who he is. We don't bring him nowhere. He's already here. But our faith in him it causes us to access who he is. God is everywhere at all times, but his presence is reserved for his people. Amen? Okay, here we go. Uh, so, uh, depart from Jerusalem, uh, but to wait for the promise. Everybody say promise. Amen. Promise of the Father, which he, uh, uh, promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Here we go, verse five. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of, to Israel? Uh, verse 7, and he said to them, it is not for you to know certain things. It's not for you to know times or seasons. Why are you all worried about that? Which the Father has put in his own authority. All right, verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me. Jesus didn't even answer their question. I believe when we really encounter the Holy Spirit, we stop asking questions. I believe that the person of the Holy Spirit will, will, will make those questions irrelevant. That, that I believe they were all wrapped up in kind of knowing things in their mind and in their soul. But when he said, look, y'all are asking me now, but just wait. Because when you experience who I am through my Holy Spirit, you ain't going to ask those questions no more. Come on, somebody. In a marriage, when there is true tr trust and, and on, uh, in, the, in the soul and heart of the marriage, you don't have to be tripping on jealousy or this or that anymore because there's a confidence in the relationship, the person. I believe the Holy Spirit, a person, satisfies all these questions or stuff we have. I'm not saying you don't, they're not legit questions. I'm not saying we don't have questions, but I'm telling you, His presence answers every one of them. Come on, somebody said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has in his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me. And so once again, when the Holy Spirit comes, his power, it changes our life. It makes us a witness. So the Holy Spirit empowers us to live and bring glory to Jesus. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Amen? Acts chapter 2. Let's go to chapter 2 here. It's just right down here. And here's my, uh, here's my second point, is the Holy Spirit won't fit into your religious box. Amen? 
Holy Spirit won't fit into a religious box, all right? The Holy Spirit will never fit. If you notice, in the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit came, the, 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 the words that are associated with the Holy Spirit coming and doing what he does is people were confused, amazed, marveled. They got amazed again. They were perplexed, and they misunderstood what was happening. And God is like, I did it. God wants to do things in us through the Holy Spirit that aren't, never, aren't ever and aren't always going to line up with our intellectual linear thought process. We want the Holy Spirit to do something that makes us go, what? Wait, what, 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 what? That's what happened. When he came, he told them. Jesus was with these guys. Look, told them time and time again, this is what's going to happen. And when God moved, you're like, what? Wait, what? Wait, there's Gentiles here? Wait, people from all over the world here in their own language? What? Can't be God. They're drunk. They got, they've been throwing it back, man. That's what happened. They are sipping on some Jesus juice. That's what they're doing. Right? They, there was a misunderstanding. There was a violent, rushing, mighty wind that came. Let's look at this. Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it wasn't the train going by. So that rumbling, guys, it's not the Holy Spirit. It's the train. One person after service was like, hey, what's the rumbling? I was like, God's doing a work here. Sign and a wonder. No, I didn't tell them that. And they, they aren't back today. I'm, they're not here. I don't know what happened. No, that's the train. That's the train. But then there appeared to them. Here it is. They filled the whole house. The rushing mighty wind filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire. And one sat upon all them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The ability. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem. Look at this. Jews, devout men. So holy people from every nation under heaven. And when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused. God is not the author of confusion. But when he does a move of God, when his Holy Spirit moves, it does not always make sense to everybody. And it never will. He will never fit into our religious box. He will never fit into this place of how we got God figured out. We, you know what I mean? We want to be open to the Holy Spirit. We want him to speak in and through us. We want him to do what he does. And if it, if it rubs against us the wrong way, we're okay with it. If, if, it, if, it, if, it's, if, it's, if it's something that we have to go home and pray about and think, like, yeah, I'm okay with that. If it's something that, that it will always glorify Jesus, but it won't always um, line up with our intellect. It will not always line up with culture. It will not always line up with popular opinion. When the move of God happens, there is something unique and different about it. It is a spirit. It is not, you know, I, I am a fundamental uh, preacher, the word of God, but I am also open to what God wants to do, it will always glorify Jesus, but it ain't always going to glorify how I think. And we are okay with that as a church. We're okay, Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, the different expressions of the Holy Spirit, signs and a wonder. What's a wonder? It makes you wonder. Like, what? Look around this room in Boyle Heights. Look at the different ethnicities in this room. The different backgrounds, people from different neighborhoods gathering together, 
I'm here to tell you, this is a move of the Spirit of God. This is a move of the Spirit of God. This isn't the only move, but it is a move. Yes, we are part of a, a move of God. Nobody can do this. Nobody does this. We didn't, we didn't do a demographic study. We threw those away a long time ago. We don't need to do a demographic study. We're going to preach the word, love people, and preach the gospel and see what God does. This is a move of God. Come on, somebody. God is doing something. When people are activated and released in ministry, when God is, God is moving. Uh, Deacon John here just spoke at Mendez last Thursday. Coach, yeah, it was awesome. He did an awesome job. By the way, Deacon John has a crazy testimony. If you ever doubt God, just talk to him for 10 minutes, and he will tell you, that, and you will be like, Jesus is alive, okay? Uh, but, but he shared his testimony that the coach, Coach Garcia from Mendez, called me, left me a voicemail, said, man, it was awesome. Can we have John back? And I said, why didn't you ask for me to come back? No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I thought that. I processed it. I'm okay. I'm healed now. But, but he was so blessed by, and just the, the students were just captivated, just engaged. Listen, kids got saved. And the, the time frame was, you know, because we only got that lunch period. But now he's, the coach wants us to baptize these kids and receive communion with them. And hallelujah. Get them up in the house. Let's baptize all of them right here. Amen. And so, so that's a move of God. How in the world can we uh, practically overnight get in the public school system preaching the gospel? Hallelujah. All up in the public school. God, God's not through with this city. God's not through with this neighborhood. We're just getting started. God's not through with the public school system. You, I was just at the park the, um, yesterday uh, up on First Street. We're hanging out the park. And, um, and I, just, I was just looking at the park. And I was the only white dude there. I was like, this, I love this place. And I got me one of those, well, my wife got one of the mango things on a stick. Uh, we'll talk about that later. I've since repented, but I'll tell you, I'm going to preach that next week. But, but I felt in my heart, I felt in my heart, I was, I was like, there is so much treasure right here. I was looking at people. My goodness, this, this soil is rich. Hallelujah. Somebody say, move of God. Sorry, I'm looking at the clock there. I'm good. All right. So from every, from every nation under heaven, and people are like, what? They were confused. Every nation. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. And then they were all amazed, Holy Spirit, marveled. Holy Spirit, saying to one another, look, are not all these who speak Galileans? How is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes, Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, which was a pagan culture and society. Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt up in the building at a Jewish festival, what? And the Holy Ghost came and starts magna, people, Egypt's, Egyptians like magnifying Jesus and the Jews were like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's happening? All kind of people together magnifying Jesus. Uh, Egypt and the parts of Libya, adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome. Of course, you gotta have Italians in the building magnifying Jesus 
Somebody say amen. amen. Both Jews and proselytes. So the Jews and the proselytes are the ones that were not Jewish, but they adopted Jewish culture. So they got everybody in there, and the Holy Spirit's like, I'm about to fill everyone, all of them, every nation. Holy Spirit, fill them. It's not, a, it's not a Hispanic thing, a white thing, a black thing. It is a Holy Spirit thing. Cretans and Arabs, I mean, they're listing these people all in the same place magnifying Jesus. Hallelujah. We, we hear them speaking in our own tongues, the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed. That's what the Holy Spirit does at times. People are like, what? I thought I knew. I've been reading my Bible, and look what he's doing. Saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocking, they are full of new wine. So in the midst of a move of God, it's not always perfect, not always just right. It's a little messy. You got people mocking in the midst of people getting touched by the Holy Spirit, and we are okay with all of it. As a church, we're okay with the move of the Holy Spirit. He is not going to fit in our religious box. All right, here we go. Acts chapter 10. We are totally okay if he does something outside the box. All right. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. This is when Peter went to the centurion house. Peter, a Jew, was told by God to go to an Italian, a, a, a Gentile's house. Okay? And he goes, and he hangs out with them. And here, this is what happened. Holy Spirit, outside the box again. I'll tell you what. The book of Acts is a book about God doing things that is, that is um, flipping culture upside down. That doesn't lie, doesn't quite make, wait a minute, this is how we were, what God's doing this now, what, he's touching these people, he's moving on these people, these different people are coming together. While Peter was still speaking these words, Acts 10 verse 44, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. Outside the box, the man's doing this, preaching his little message, and the Holy Spirit came. And those of the circumcision who believed were, there's another word, astonished. Wow. Look at what the Holy Spirit did. What, what is happening? As many as came with Peter, because the gift, everybody say the gift. The gift of the Holy Spirit has been poured out on the Gentiles also. The gift. The gift. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, can anybody forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few days. So the gift of the Holy Spirit. Here's, this is my last point. The Holy Spirit is God's gift to us. The Holy Spirit is God's gift to humanity. The Holy Spirit is God's gift to humans. The Holy Spirit is God's gift to his church. He can, you can't work for him. You only receive him. He is given. He has been given. And you just simply say, Lord, I receive the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me, speak to me. The Holy Spirit is a gift is a 
gift. Not only, I know when, we, when you start talking about the Holy Spirit, um, many times we talk about like uh, where it's just like how I explained how God, the Holy Spirit spoke to me directly in a sense, right? And led me to connect to Pastor Christian. Another time when I was reading the Bible, the Holy Spirit kind of brought a scripture to life to me and spoke to me about it. But also the Holy Spirit will speak to you through other people. Speak to you through other people. There's, there's many times... If you guys want to turn, this is my last scripture, by the way. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. We'll go back there, and we'll close with this. Did you guys get something out of this today? Awesome. So Acts chapter 2, this is Peter. He's preaching his last message, but let me say this. There's, so, there's many times where my wife will say something, and I'll look at her like, I won't tell her it is, but I'll just be thinking, wow, that's the Holy Spirit right there. Thank you. There's certain times like where she'll be like, um, she'll say certain things like, it's good. Like in the morning on a Sunday, she'll, she'll look at me and be like, it's going to be good today. And I'm like, amen, I received that. Just thank you, Lord. But, but it's spoken with an element of authority, you know. And she's always encouraging. But there's times that I know it's the Holy Spirit speaking through her. It, or it might be a person we want to just connect with and love on, and it's the Holy Spirit leading us. And she, you know what I mean? There, we got to be able, look at this, in, in Christian community, we, we got to be able to trust the Holy Spirit for ourselves and hear from Him, but also we have to be able to trust the Holy Spirit in each other. And I understand sometimes somebody's saying something to you, this is the Lord, and you're like, mm-mm, that ain't glorifying you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody ever say it's the Holy Spirit, and you're like, nope, no thank you, right? Yes? People that grew up in church are laughing. They're like, all the time. I'm still in church, but I had way too many people telling me Holy Spirit, like, no, no. Yeah, look at Jacob, look at, he's getting free right now. Lord, touch him, touch him. <laughs> But, but I get it. I understand. I know. But just because goofy, just because there's goofy, right? And I don't mean the cartoon character. Just because there's goofy doesn't mean we throw out God, people actually hearing from God for us. Like, I want people to be able to go, man, I just really feel this. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Thank you. Yes, Lord, that was, that was right on time. And it doesn't need to be, yay, yay, my little lambs, thus says the Lord thy God, he is coming upon thee. And they start speaking to King James, and you're like, please go away. <laughs> Write it down and give it to me. Let me read it. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like just Holy Spirit. Like I think Pastor Nick kind of touched on this. It doesn't have to be all outlandish and weird or goofy, but sometimes it's, gonna, it's not going to line up up here either. And we got to be okay with, with people learning and growing in Christian community, hearing from God. There's times where I have a word for somebody, and I'm going to say, and I'll tell them, and then I'll go up to them after and say, hey, did that, and this is our religious question, did that bear witness? Did that, is that bearing witness? Do you feel that one? Is it, right? I, I still do it. Lord, forgive me now. But, but that's what we ask. Is, is, that, is that bearing witness? Okay. And, or they'll, they'll prophesy over somebody, and they'll say it in front of everybody, is that, is that bearing witness? Right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on, church folks. You know what I'm talking about. Come on, don't leave me hanging. But, but, uh, um, 
We have to tr- allow for people to grow and mature in it. There's times where I tell people, and they're like, yeah, let me process that. I'm like, cool, man, because look, I am not the Holy Spirit, and I hear in part, and I prophesy in part, but just because I might have to kind of grow and develop and learn in that, I think that's the devil's ploy to push down spiritual gifts in a Christian community. Spiritual gifts, I think I posted this earlier this week, spiritual gifts are a normal part of Christian community. In the book of Acts, spiritual gifts were on fire and they were not perfect people but gifts were moving and flowing and yes there needs to be the character but the gifts of the spirit people trusting the holy spirit in each other we recently somebody in our community said hey i feel like we need to pray for somebody and do like a prayer meeting with somebody they felt like hey we need to get the we need to just you know get alone and pray for this person and we did that was somebody in our community saying, hey, I feel by the Holy Spirit that we need to pray for this person. Let's go. Let's. And they, they were friends. They're, 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 that this person was like, okay, cool. Let's do it. Pastor Sean, Crystal Gale, come through. Okay. So we literally took a night aside. We met in my office in OC, and we prayed for this person. We prayed. We, that's, we, and this wasn't something from Crystal Gale or me. It was somebody from the community saying, hey, I think we should pray for this person. Just pray over them and for them and whatever it is they need. And we got in a room, and that's, all, that's what we did. But that was somebody in our community hearing from the Holy Spirit. And don't let the devil push down um, or cause you to question your ability to hear his voice. Because... The only way God speaks is never limited to the platform, that we are a Christian community. And look, and if you say something crazy, we have no problem helping you. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, we have no, we're not going to go, oh no, you know, I can't say it. No, it's okay. The Bible says, let one prophesy, let the others judge. That's what Christian community does. Not judge them. I know that's not a good word, huh? But it, the, that's what the Bible says. It, meaning, when you release a spiritual gift, you're, you're accountable to hear from the community about it. And I think that's where we got off is people say, no, it was God. I spoke by the Lord. You need to receive it. No, that is weird. Stop it. <laughs> Sit down. Sit down. Come to Dream Team. Learn a little more and eat some chicken wings. Just stop that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with telling people to stop it. We're not condemning you. We're working with you. We want that thing to operate and flow. But maybe you just need some maturity. You need some fruit around that so it's not just a clanging cymbal and a sounding brass, but you got the fruit around it so it sounds right and actually produces something that somebody wants to receive. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.